everybody, welcome to the Honey Hive, where we discuss everything. Nothing is off limits. We could discuss movie reviews. We could discuss your best blowjob. One thing that is for sure, it will be interesting and it is usually sexually oriented. So please be 18 and above to listen to this podcast. All right. The topic of episode number five here at the Honey Hive is when you've been married for 10 plus years and your spouse decides that your marriage is going into a new phase, which does not include intimacy. So you get friend zoned <laughs> by your spouse. Uh, this happens way more than I ever thought possible, and uh, it's a pet peeve of mine. Recently, when I was on cam, I had a discussion with a couple of viewers about this very subject. Uh, this is a subject that we actually talk about quite often on my cam, and I've had this discussion with friends and dates, uh, and it's something that really rubs me wrong. I have a few things in my life that uh, are um, have to do with relationships and the way we, we treat each other in relationships that um, are sort of my pet peeves. This is one of them. So what I'm going to do is join that conversation, let you hear it. And, um, and then after it's through, I'll come back and tie things up. But in the meantime, listen to the conversation from a few days ago on my cam. So, okay. So you, you have not been with your wife in 20 years. You've been married 30. So... I'm going to wait a second and see if you answer anything else. But my, my curiosity is, um, we had agreed that I would find some. Oh, okay. So you did agree. See now, see, see when I talk about this subject, that's what I say. I say, if, if, if one spouse decides that they don't want to have sex anymore, and I hear this all the time, you know, and a lot of times there's, you know, your spouse might be on a lot of medications and they just have no sex, sex drive at all, um, or other medical conditions caused by the medication or their health condition and they just aren't interested so um so i always say i mean if i were you know speaking from my own experience if and i have to preface that by saying i have never been in a relationship where it completely stopped but i have been in a relationship where it changed uh i just think that if a spouse decides that they are not going to have sex with their spouse any longer. You need to have a conversation. You need to have a conversation with the other person because you can't just unilaterally decide we're not having sex anymore. That part of our life is over. Okay, deal. I hope you're happy. Bye-bye. We can be buddies now. We've moved into the buddy uh, phase of our relationship. You know, I, I hear that a lot and I don't think that's fair. So the fact that you guys had a discussion and it was decided that you should find somebody to, you know, for that need, 
Um, that's, that's awesome. Whether you did or not. Let's see. Um, the day I met her, my wife rescinded the agreement. Oh, wait a minute. And I never had sex with anyone else. Okay, so, so you did meet somebody. You had sex once, told your wife, and she rescinded the agreement. Is that my understanding? Do I understand that correctly? Oh, okay. So you hadn't had sex, but your wife became aware of the fact that you met somebody you were interested in. And then she rescinded. See, see now I have, I have a, a very big problem with men or women, wives or husbands, who refuse sex for whatever reason, even medical, refuse sex of their spouse, but does not at least come to an agreement of, um, what, what is that called in the military? No, no show, no tell. What is it? Don't, don't tell, don't show. What is that saying? Um, where, you know, do what you want, just don't tell anybody, right? So I believe that um, if you can't come to an agreement like you did, where you decide um, that you're going to find someone else and it's okay with your, the spouse that's, that is going abstinent, if you can't come to at least that agreement, or excuse me, if you can't come to that agreement, because that's big, at least come to a uh, agreement. Speak of it once. I know you have needs. I know, I I know that, and I and I know it's not not right of me, just because I don't want to have sex, to um, to make you go without sex. So you are free to discreetly find someone to satisfy that need. But we will never speak of it again. And I don't want it to affect my life. I don't want to know about it. I don't want to be affected by it. And if it starts affecting our home life, you're, you're done. It's over. I mean, at least you could do that. Um, yeah. But that's not reality. Uh, couples don't do that. People like to take sex off the table and insist that the unwitting spouse go along with it. I just, I have a problem with that. I have a big problem with that. You're cheating on your girlfriend with your hand, <laughs> doctor. Um, I think, I mean, I know every man in this room <laughs> cheats on their significant other with their hand. My, my boyfriend... My boyfriend cheats on me with his hand, but only after I give him permission. Or so he says. <laughs> He'll love that. He listens. I had to throw that in because I know he's listening. <laughs> uh, people think it's really hot when I tell them that he asks for permission. And I agree. It's extremely fucking hot. Fucking hot. Um, he, when because he travels a lot and I can't always be with him and coming up I'm not going to be with him a lot <laughs> and it kills me um, but he will ask for permission to do that and I love it the only thing I'm trying to work on him with is to include me he won't he won't he's like it's man's business <laughs> it's between me and my hand leave me alone <laughs> 
Let me, let me just, what does he say? Let me just get the poison out. <laughs> it's like, it's not fun. It's just business. <laughs> oh my goodness. That's not true. I know it. You turn on that porn and you get down with your hand. <laughs> What's between you and your hand stays there. <laughs> what happens in Vegas ha uh, stays in Vegas. Is that it, doctor? Guys, this is why I enjoy having conversations with you. You give, you guys, we have great conversations here. I love it. You like my customer service, baby? Yeah. I give good customer service. I give good head, too. <laughs> I do. For real. Want me to get reviews? <laughs> uh, I've heard it's mind-blowing. I've heard... It ruins you for others. <laughs> Thank you, Lube. Thank you, Goldfrog. Oh, guys. Uh, just kidding. I'm really not kidding, but, you know. <laughs> I could ask my boyfriend for a review, okay? I'll ask him and I'll get back to you. So to continue the conversation, how do you feel about being on sites like this where you spend money buy tokens and tip women to take their clothes off or, um, you know, masturbate with you, etc. But you feel bad spending money on tokens, huh? Well, I, I'm curious. I'm curious about the fact that you feel bad about doing it. Now, I don't know your financial situation, and it could just strictly be a financial reasoning here, logic, you know, the, the reason why you feel guilty. Um, but, you know, I'm thinking that if you were having a romantic relationship with your spouse, you would probably spend money, you know, on, oh, even if you just went out for coffee, or you went out for a drink, or dinner, or a movie, or you rented something, I don't know, or you got couples massages or whatever, you know, you, you get my point. You may occasionally, maybe monthly, do something. Thank you, Goldfrog. Thank you, Love Lucy. Thank you. Hi. So, what? obviously, what I'm getting at is, um, if that were the case, um, uh, wouldn't you be spending, I mean, couldn't you consider that your romance? you know, with your hand, <laughs> if you bought tokens. You, well, I understand. I, I, I had no doubt that you do everything together, but is it romantic? And if you tell me it's romantic, then, dude, I feel even more sore, sorry for you because that's, okay, excuse me for saying, and I, I hope not, not to offend, but I'm just going to, I'm just going to use no filter here. That's fucked up. If you're in a relationship with someone and it's romantic, but they don't allow you to have sex with them. That's fucked up. Now, some people can't physically have sex, with, you know. But there are so many other ways of being intimate, you know. So many ways, other ways of being intimate. 
So I do consider, you know, I do think about that, that, that there's different levels of intimacy. I hope sometimes you buy them without feeling bad. Baby, you need self-care. And if your self-care, because what you're missing in your life is intimacy, and if the only way, because you won't cheat, so the only way for you to get that self-care, self-love, is through like a site like this, then, sweetie, you need to do it. It, it makes every every situation more tolerable <laughs> and when i talk like this i don't i do not i am not encouraging anyone to disrespect their spouse in any way i don't want it i'm not looking for it no i have the i have opinions on the subject i will share my opinions but it it really doesn't apply to your unique situation because I don't know your unique situation. Basically, it's just creating a conversation about the subject. So please, yeah, don't don't think that I am actually, you know, honing in, like, you know, on your relationship. I'm not. It's just making me talk about a subject that I find very interesting, also perplexing. It makes me angry. <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand. I have a ton of advice that is unsolicited for people in these situations. And I can get a little heated about the whole thing. Windsor, you are 100% right. Not everyone has the same level of drive. And that, that leads me to my other pet peeve, which is what we talked about the other day. And that is um, people who act a certain way prior to the marriage and then after the marriage they unleash their true self and this happens quite often and it's not just a case of growing and changing sometimes it might be but but this is so complex because if it's about growing and changing and you're still in love with that person you're going to talk to them you're going to have a conversation and you're going to say, hey, I know that my sex drive isn't the same as it was before we got married. I know I've changed. What can I do? How can we fix this? I want you to feel good. I want, you know, you know, you have a conversation and you consider the other person. What you don't do is just say tough shit. Uh, the the guy that we t I talked to the other day, she just said, um, yeah, and, you know, you're getting more sex than your friends. So what does it matter? And that's such a flippant way to handle it. And it's not right. He wanted sex more than she was willing. She used to give it to him. He married her under the pretense of she enjoyed it as much as he did. And now she only does it occasionally, every, you know, a couple times a week, which is good. As she pointed out, as she pointed out, hey, what does it matter? You're still getting it more than your friends. So basically don't look a gift horse in the mouth. Shut up and fuck me when I let you. <laughs> And from what I remember, he said that, you know, the sex is good when they have it. He just, he just has a higher sex drive. I don't think she should tell him that. I don't think that's right. I think that shows a level of disrespect. I think that probably that's the biggest problem we have in relationships today is the, the disrespect. And I think that a lot of people don't recognize disrespect. So I don't think they're going around doing it on purpose. I think they actually aren't recognizing like if I walked in the room and said you're so disrespectful to him or her they'd probably look at me and be like what the fuck are you talking about I respect him no no if you respected him you would sit down 
and you would have a conversation and you guys would talk about the discrepancies in your desires and what you can do to fix it. Or at least, you know, I don't know, compromise. Marriage is about communication and compromise, right? <laughs> Love your touch hole. Hi, baby. If I was on 24-7, you'd be here, babe. We're talking about sex and marriage. It's like buying a pair of shoes, expecting that they will stretch to fit your feet and get comfy. They never do. Oh. Huh. I'm not sure. Are you, Windsor, are you are you referencing when I said that that one person grew without the other and their sex drive changes? Or are you speaking from like the beginning of a relationship? Because if you're speaking from the beginning, I don't agree. I agree with the, the analogy of, you know, expecting that they'll stretch to fit your feet and get comfy. I agree that any relationship, you're, that's, that's, you know, um, that's what we do. You know, we, we hope that we'll get comfortable and, and it'll be, it'll fit just right when we meet somebody. I just don't agree with the they never do part. I think there are people. Look, I exist. I am a real flesh and blood woman. And I'm here to tell you, I consider my partner, my lover's desires. I consider his needs. I want him to talk to me and tell me what he needs. And I've, I've made my boyfriend promise me that if, if at any time he starts feeling... I don't know, wandering, if he, if he feels like I'm not doing it for him in any way. Because I want to nip that in the bud immediately. So I tell him, talk to me. And I know things are hard for him to talk about, but talk to me. This is important. If you want me, then you'll talk to me. Because I'll fix it. I'll do anything in my power to make sure we work. Um, because I care, and I respect him, and I want him in my life. Oh, well, that's true, Windsor. Absolutely true. Don't, I mean, but when I think of that comment, I think what he said was don't get something uncomfortable expecting it will change. When I think of that comment, though, in, in reference to relationships, I think of pretty extremes, like a woman who, who, who wants to have a relationship with a guy who likes to hit her or um, is disrespectful to her or, you know, things like that. And then she sits back and she's just like, I'm going to love him until he changes. It's like, no, that does not work. But I think the way I was taking the stretching and getting comfortable with a person is the beginning of a relationship. We all, when we first meet somebody, feel a little awkward, a little uncomfortable, varying levels. Sometimes we meet somebody and it's very little, very little, gone almost immediately. Other times we stay a little awkward you know, but we, we hope that we will stretch and get comfy with each other. And then, and it does happen. It does happen. Um, and you can't be afraid of that. You know, you can't be afraid of, of when you meet somebody, you don't fit exactly right. And I'm not talking about somebody likes to beat you or, or he does drugs or she does drugs or, or whatever the multitude of problems are. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the, the normal 
little awkwardness or little little ways we don't fit perfectly together as a couple. And maybe we look at each other and be like, man, I really would love to have a relationship with her, but she doesn't seem to be quite the right fit. But that's okay, you know, because you will stretch and change and grow. And you're going to do a lot of stretching and changing and growing over the course of your relationship. You just need to be um, open-minded and go with it. And you need to respect each other and willing to talk about it. That's all. Okay, so there you go, guys. That was my conversation with my viewers a few days back about the subject of spouses and sex in the marriage. Um, I did cover two subjects. One is where one spouse decides uh, that there will no longer be sex, no level of intimacy in their relationship. And the other is where you get married under the pretense of a person having a certain type of sexual appetite. And then you after a while of being married, you learn they never did. They just really wanted to be with you. <laughs> um, that one I have experienced myself. Uh, when I speak on that subject, it's from experience. And I know that there are people out there, and obviously there are. It's pretty common, pretty common complaint in marriages that... They got married, you know, for example, oh yeah, before we got married, she loved to give me a blowjob. Now that we're married, she won't touch it. And if she does, it seems like it's a chore. Uh, yeah, that's that's a pretty common complaint. And that happens a lot. I don't think it's right. And honestly, I need to do a whole nother podcast on that because I have a lot to say about that. Uh so I'll just, I'll save any further comments on that subject. But regarding the, you know, being friend zoned in a relationship, there you have it. I, it's a pet peeve. I don't like it. It's not right. I don't think that when a spouse does that to their spouse, that they are considering the other person's feelings. They're being very selfish and that's a problem we have in this world today. Self-centeredness. People can't see beyond their own desires. And they don't take the time to consider what it does to the other person. Quite frankly, they don't care. So communication, consideration, and respect. You need to have those three things in any relationship for it to work. And if you do have consideration, respect, communication, you would never just tell your spouse, our intimate life's over. Sorry. It's not even open for discussion. It's just the way it is. I thought I'd tell you. I mean, hey, at least he or she told you, right? Yeah. Thank you, buddy. Thank you. Thank you for letting me know that we haven't had sex for two years and it's going to stay that way for the rest of my life. I'm glad you informed me. <laughs> I mean, how can the person that does this even think that this is normal behavior, acceptable behavior? Why would they think that someone would want to stay in a marriage that didn't have that unless 
you came to an understanding. And yes, sex is that important in marriage. You know, the, the people that do this, they would look at me and say, you know, you're acting like sex is the end all to a marriage. And I would look right back at them and say, um, well, it can be the death of a marriage for sure. And if you're going to disrespect your spouse enough to just cut them off and in some cases not communicate that to them and in other cases communicate it but not but not be open to talk about it, um, yeah, expect a divorce eventually or a cheating spouse, period. And if you don't think it's that important, then... There is the root of our problem, <laughs> your problem, not mine. I understand how important intimacy is to a relationship. Men and women need intimacy. Women need emotional intimacy. Men need physical intimacy. And they also need respect. Respect is important to a man. The lack of respect to a man can can ruin a hard on. <laughs> he can he can get ED. I'm telling you, if he feels disrespected at home, it, it's going to be a problem. And we need to care enough about our spouses to understand how they work. That men and women are different, but it doesn't matter. It's still in your best interest and your spouse's best interest to learn what they want, who they are, what makes them tick, and what's going to keep your marriage healthy, or it just won't be. All right, that's all I have to say about it. I'm going to stop because I could just go on and on and on, but I'm getting down off my soapbox. This is just my opinion. I am not an expert on this uh, subject uh, or any subject that I talk about here on, on this podcast. It's just my opinion. And until next time, I hope that you follow, like, and um, share my podcast. I do have plans to have a website soon, so please, please email me and stay in touch and uh, find out what's going on with that. I'd appreciate it. There's lots more to come from me in the future. It's all in the works, guys. So if you like this podcast, just stay tuned. There's going to be more. And that's it for episode number five. I'm Honey, and this is the Honey Hive. Until next time, see you around the hive.